When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Mark Giordano back for the Calgary Flames tonight. They're just about to get going in Nashville. The Oilers' next opponent, the Winnipeg Jets. Jets hosting the Capitals tonight. That game about to get underway. Already on the ice, it's 3-3 Toronto and Florida early in the second period. Mark Pesic has scored for the Panthers, his ninth of the season. Canadians up 1-0 on the Rangers early in the second period. Late in the first, no score Dallas and Boston. No score Chicago and Tampa Bay. That one's in the second period. Late in the first, Senators already up 2-0 on Vancouver. Brown and Bobby Ryan scoring. Ryan back for Ottawa. And the Wild lead the Red Wings 3-0 with five minutes left in the first period. Oilers and Jets on Saturday, 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30. Chad, the game will start at 8. The Oilers 1-2-2 in their last five. Tied for second in the Pacific Division with Vancouver. The Canucks are placed higher because they have two games in hand. But as I mentioned, the Canucks have fallen behind Ottawa early. It was a very optional skate for some Oilers players today at Rogers Place. On the ice, Neil, Chris Russell, Yamamoto, Athanasiu, and Cassian. So good to see Yamamoto and Athanasiu on the ice as they are two of the more recently injured Oilers players. Athanasiu left yesterday's game early. Yamamoto, they said he was week to week with an ankle injury. Uh, But man, maybe he's back Sunday or Monday as the Oilers continue their push towards the playoffs. Cassian eligible to return Saturday from his seven-game suspension. Uh, I feel good. we we sat down with the coaching staff and then and, and we made sure that we could uh, simulate a game and, and end some games as much as possible. Made sure we keep my conditioning up, so that shouldn't be a factor uh, in any shape. Now, where will Cassian play on Saturday? That'll be part of our discussion tonight. Thanks a lot for tuning in. My name is Reed Wilkins. Inside Sports on six thirty. Ched, let's have some fun. He ain't my messiah, but his name's being praised with a sticker on my car shop. Rudy say he's as holy as the goat. He's gonna be all right. Kelly, Rudy's on the night. All right, Kelly, I just want to clarify those lyrics by the Puck Boys, 1989. By the way, the lead singer passed away a few years ago. He ain't my messiah, but he's being praised with the sticker on my car shouting, Rudy saves. He's as holy as a goalie's going to be all right. Kelly Rudy's on duty tonight. Amazing, Kelly. Well, uh, that's a good memory. I uh, That was the guy. I, have I shared this story with you about uh, that? the lead singer, the songwriter of that? I, you know what? It, I can't remember. I, I played that last year, and every time you're on, I always get one or two texts saying, Reed, you got to play Rudy on duty again. Oh, yeah. So it's totally. been about well, a year, so I thought we got to get it out there again. So go ahead. That guy That guy was a pretty uh, prolific songwriter. It was like the you know the big hair bands in the late 80s and early 90s? His, his real name was uh, Harry Perzigian, and you're right. He passed away, I think, about four years ago with a heart issue. But uh, he wrote by the name, I think it was uh, Harry Paris, if I'm not mistaken. And 
uh, you can tell he didn't have a great voice and, and all that, but he's actually pretty good songwriter. And do you remember the band Asia? Uh, they're really popular in the 80s. Yeah, heat of the moment, right? We play that sometimes yeah, coming right? back from commercial. John Wetton was the lead singer, and I remember going to the recording studio, uh, going to visit with my friend Harry Prezigian, and uh, one of his co-writers often would be John Wetton. And so I, and that was the first time I'd ever been in a recording studio, and it blew me away. John Wetton was just an incredible singer, and and so he's Harry would sing these songs to me when he's writing them, and now I see a professional singer, and it takes on a completely different uh uh, angle, sound, everything. It was just so cool to be a part of that. Now, there was a tragic um, situation to Harry Perzigian, and uh, one that I, I was totally unaware of. I had no idea that, unfortunately, he, uh, he was doing some bad things, and he ended up selling some drugs. And do you remember All in the Family, the show, and Carol O'Connor? Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Harry allegedly, I guess, had sold uh, Carol O'Connor's son some drugs he OD'd and unfortunately passed away. So Harry ended up getting charged and going to jail. He spent, uh, I believe, a couple of years in jail. So it was just a totally messed up scene. I had never... Uh, uh, Harry knew my lifestyle pretty straight, and so never once did I ever see any side of that. But, uh, you know, it was so sad to see the whole thing how it all unfolded, and Jesus, just you know, just another message there about you got to try and uh, uh, do the right thing. Wow, that, yeah, that that is that is quite a tale and uh, a dark side to it. But on the lighter side, if if people have not watched the video that these guys made about you, it's worth checking yeah. out. They filmed most of it in the parking lot of the Great Western yeah. Forum. I don't know if it was a high budget video, but it is pretty fun to watch. <laughs> and there's a lot of good Rudy highlights in there, proving you did make the odd big save, contrary <laughs> to how I usually bother you week after week. <laughs> I like it. No, thanks for letting me share that story. I just uh, it was. You know, interesting time living in L.A., I can tell you that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, interesting time in Toronto on Saturday with uh, David Ayers, the emergency goalie, going in for Carolina, making some saves and actually getting a victory and becoming a bit of a celebrity since then. You, you I mean, you played goal. Did you ever know the emergency goalie? Was that someone who was even on your radar? Were you ever replaced by an emergency goalie? I'm just wondering, Kelly. Well, I don't even know when the emergency goalie into effect came into effect, but I can tell you this. We had a third goalie in L.A. whenever I needed a day off or take an optional practice, and I'm going to be a name dropper tonight again. So his name was uh, uh, Harris Pete. Now, by trade, he was a comedian. So he worked at the, I think it was the comedy store on Sunset. So he would uh, be the opening act and introduce all the big acts. And I mean, this I hope I have the, the name right, the comedy store. This was the biggest comedy shop in L.A., and all the big people went there. Like Steve Martin was there at one point. Uh, Robin Williams uh, was there. And so Harris, Harris wasn't a very good goalie. He was a great comedian, but he spelled me off. But here's the interesting thing. Um, Robin Williams, a number of years ago before he passed away, he came to Calgary for an event, and Donna and I were invited, and then we were luckily invited backstage to meet him afterwards. And I thought, I got to talk to, I got to ask Robin Williams if he knows Harris Pete. So I said, by the way, when you were at the comedy store, do you remember a guy by the name of Harris Pete? He goes, yeah, 
he's a goalie, right? Doesn't he play like he was a backup or something? I said, well, yeah, I used to be the goalie for the Kings, and he was like our third guy. And it was just weird how it all comes together and everything. But having said all that, uh, I was never in a situation where both goaltenders had to leave the game. I was in a situation one time when Rob Stauber uh, broke a bone in his thumb, uh, and so I had to go in after the first period. And then I ended up injuring myself in the second, but I was able to get through it because our third guy at that time was uh, Jamie Storr. I believe it was 1994. Jamie had just been drafted seventh overall that year, and he was still sticking around. Uh, eventually, we sent him back to junior because he still needed more time, but he was around. But I, I personally knew that I had a significant injury, but I thought it would be unfair if I had Jamie Storr go in there, um, not tested. But <clears throat> this was different, you know, with Reimer's, serious injury and the Mrazic getting run over. Uh, the, the NHL had no choice but to throw in David Ayers. But that is such a cool story. I don't know, Reed, if you saw our trade deadline show, but we interviewed David Ayers, and earlier that day, he was on the Today Show, and uh, it was really cool. He was emotional. He's so humble and stuff. But then they had an interview with his mom, and to see David see his mom being interviewed he had tears coming down his cheeks it was beautiful it's quite a great story well it, it is pretty cool uh i one of my best friends uh, here in edmonton uh about almost exactly four years ago actually got hit with a, a shockingly bad case of meningitis and one of the many repercussions was this that about a year ago was that he got a kidney transplant um right. so that certainly uh, struck right. a chord with me uh, his, his yeah. name's his name's chris zip he's a very popular drama teacher in edmonton his stories yeah. become pretty well known and and also from a hockey standpoint david ayers played in a senior AAA league in ontario and as you know i covered you know the allen cup several times when i worked yeah. in lloyd and i still talk about the tournament i went to it in lacombe uh, when it was in lacombe recently and he had like really bad stats in, in senior men's oh, yeah. AAA hockey, which is amazing. He got out of that game uh, in the in the NHL with a victory and a few saves. Totally. That was pretty cool. So it was interesting after the second period. So I'm going to go do my Rudy's take, and uh, just before that, the Leafs scored on their first two shots on goal, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I feel so badly for this guy, and and then Sportsnet, our stats department, sends us all the stats about where this guy played in his last game, and you're right. So in his last um, uh, game of any significance was 2015, and he let in 11 goals, and it was the Senior Hockey League. And I'm yeah. saying, oh, this poor guy. I said something like, well, the Leafs are terrible tonight, but they're probably going to win 12-4. And uh, that, that didn't happen because I wasn't, I wasn't hoping that he was going to be embarrassed. I was just stating a fact that it didn't look very promising. And I was happy to say that he survived it. The celebration in the dressing room afterwards was uh, beautiful. Rod Brindamore's speech was just perfect for the situation. It, you know, it couldn't have gone any better for David Ayers. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports, our weekly guest now with the NHL on Rogers, former NHL goaltender. Okay, the trade deadline was an interesting one for the Oilers 
Athanasiu from Detroit, Green from Detroit, and Ennis coming over from Ottawa. They've only each played two games. Well, and Athanasiu didn't finish yesterday's. I did mention he did skate today, so hopefully that's a good sign that it's nothing serious. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on adding those three guys. Uh, Holland a little busier than what I thought and just from two games and we'll see where they go uh I, man I especially have liked what what Ennis has brought to the lineup yeah so I'll start with uh, Ennis so yeah he's highly skilled everybody knows that and uh in that lineup he's going to add a little bit of speed I think it's safe to say that the Oilers were looking for that so he's going to he's going to play with lots of energy um he, he should be a good addition Athanasiu as you mentioned hopefully he's back uh, rather soon, but he also might be up there with as one of the fastest guys in the league. He, he was able to score last year. I, I don't know if his hands keep up always. I like, but maybe it's just a game that I, I covered earlier this year where he had tons of chances. And granted, he got off to a poor start, and I think got in his head, and then he was struggling mentally about trying to bear down, but. In the game I watched, he had no less than, I think, four great chances, and a lot of them were created because of his speed. So hopefully he's going to be able to rebound and have the same sort of scoring touch that he had last year. Uh, and then Mike Green, I'm a big fan. Now, I, I heard some other people saying that they don't know how much he has left in the tank and he won't be an everyday player. And I understand that, but I, I personally think that Mike Green, he's, I think, at 34, he still has some pretty good hockey left. He's still got a great mind for the game. Uh, as you as you know, he's going to be terrific on the power play when he's out there. And uh, I, I just think his skill set is such that he can get himself out of trouble just because of the way he thinks the game. So maybe I'm too optimistic, but I think those are nice additions. Kelly, just a couple quick texts before I, I let you go. The Big L is a, a very funny texter to the show. He says, uh, can yep. you ask Kelly if these backup situations become common, will rinks start have to have emergency Zamboni drivers? <laughs> if, if David Ayers isn't available. I like it. And another texter says... Uh, has there ever been a time where goalies have been asked to work in other roles during a game other than being a goalie? I don't know about that, but I know when you played, a lot of fans wanted you just out of the building entirely. <laughs> well, thanks, Reed. I appreciate <laughs> no, that. <laughs> I, just, I, got, I like giving you a hard time, but uh, I, I, I don't I like even it, think... Uh, like, if you go back a long time ago, there wouldn't have even been backup goalies. The, no, there wasn't. Yeah. No, I know. That's, isn't that how uh, Johnny Bauer got his start? That, I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was like the practice goalie, and I can't remember who would have been playing in front of him, but uh, he was injured, so Johnny Bauer went in there, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he like 42 years old or something? Yeah, and what was it, uh, which which Patrick was it that went in, and there, there's all those yeah. types of stories too, so yeah. Yeah. Kelly, uh, thanks for letting me uh, bug you. Of course, the, you the, it, the Puck Boys video does have a lot of great highlights that it's worth watching. <laughs> thanks for your insight, too, on the guys the Oilers added. Talk to you next week. All right, pal. Take care. Talk to you next week. That is Kelly Rudy checking in from the NHL on Rogers. Thanks to everybody writing in uh, as well while uh, while Kelly is on. He's always fun to have on the show. Yeah, well, you'll hear a little bit from Zach Cassian as we go along today. He was uh, on the ice, uh, an extremely optional practice for the Oilers. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. 
Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. After they got in late last night, they'll have a full practice tomorrow and play Winnipeg on Saturday. We're back after the break. Through the first period, Calgary and Nashville are scoreless. Fun time with Kelly Rudy tonight to get inside sports going. You can call or text 780-496-0063. Remember, it's the same number now. Uh, I've already received some text uh, wanting to discuss the plight, the future of the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I've got a couple very optimistic texts and a couple a little bit more on the pessimistic side about where the team might be headed over the final 18 games tough run lately one two and two in their last five certainly injuries are taking a toll Yamamoto seems to be possible for a quick return Athanasio did skate today uh, very few others did hit the ice but it'd be great to get Yamamoto back uh, certainly they're missing Clefbaum on defense he might return in uh, well he should return in early March you'll hear a little bit from Zach Cassian as he gets ready to come back from his suspension. We do have to take a quick time out for the news and weather. We're going to have a school hour from 7 to 8 tonight. Uh, we'll feature some U of A coaches and athletes and the goaltender for the Grant McEwen Griffins, who is the emergency goaltender for Oilers games. So we'll tell you how that works for him. All ahead on Inside Sports. Left in the first period, no score between the Flames and the Predators. Calgary is fourth in the Pacific Division, two points behind both Edmonton and Vancouver. Nashville is two points behind Calgary. They have the second and final wildcard spot in the West as they have a tiebreaker over Winnipeg and Arizona. All three of those teams have 70 points. Also tonight, Jets up 1-0 on the Capitals. That's in the first period. Also in the first period, Islanders leading the Blues 1-0. After the first, Dallas and Boston tied 1-1. Second frame, Minnesota leads Detroit 3-0. Senators up 2-0 on Vancouver. Ottawa trying to do Edmonton a bit of a favor there. Maple Leafs and Panthers 3-3 late in the second. Also late in the second period, Montreal leading the Rangers 1-zip. Domi has his 16th. And the Lightning lead the Blackhawks 1-0. Later tonight, the Devils will take on the San Jose Sharks. 780-496-0063 is the number to both call and text. Henry, I'm going to get to you on the open line in a second here. I want to read a couple of texts. Richard says, I uh, hate to use injuries as an excuse, Reed, but no way the Oilers can survive with all the guys they have had out. When players return, they are going to be fine. I expect them to clinch a playoff spot by game 77 or 78. That is from Richard. Boris has a bit of a different take. He says, last night's game showed me it will be another year without playoffs in oil country. The Oilers can't hang in there with the big boys. They are going to get pushed around in March. 
That is from Boris, 780-496-0063. Henry, go ahead. Yes, uh, I want to tell you uh, about a game between the Edmonton Flyers and the Seattle Totems of the Western Hockey League. I was there, and the goalie, the one goalie was uh, Bev Bentley for Seattle. And I don't know who the goalie was for the Edmonton Flyers, but what had happened before the, uh, during the warm-up, uh, Bev Bentley pulled something, and uh, he couldn't play. And at that time, of course, they only had the one goalie system. So um, they, uh, someone from the stands, apparently this fellow played hockey for the, uh, one of the teams at Nomeo. I don't know if it was the Army or whatever. He pre- presented himself, and uh, they dressed him, and he came to play for Seattle. Well, of course, he wasn't very good. As a matter of fact, he almost fell as soon as he stepped onto the ice, and the crowd just went the other way. They were cheering for Seattle like you wouldn't believe, and especially uh, Guile Fielder. That was the Gretzky before the real Gretzky, and uh, it was really something to see. But I have one more story I want to tell you about the, the, on the radio. We always used to listen Henry. to... Can, yeah. can I just ask you a couple questions about that story first? Yes. So, sorry, you said it was Edmonton Flyers and Seattle Totems? Yes. And was this at the Edmonton Garden then? Yes. So you are a, you are a gentleman of a certain vintage then? I am right now, yeah. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So were yeah. you a kid? You, was that as a kid you remember going to that game? Well, do, do I... do? I remember I was at the game, yes. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. That, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I just wanted to, to make sure I had the, uh, the details right. All right, what's your, what's your other one? Okay, the other one is listening on the radio, and we always used to listen to Foster Hewitt. And uh, this was a game between Toronto Maple Leafs and Chicago Blackhawks. And the Chicago goalie was Harry Lumbly, and the Toronto goalie was... Uh, now, I, I don't know for sure, but I believe it was... Al Rollins. And what had happened, uh, one of the goalies got hurt, and I believe it would have been Al Rollins. So they, uh, Turk Broda was retired, or supposedly was ready to retire, or whatever. And so Turk Broda got dressed, and he went in for, to play goal for Toronto Maple Leafs. Well, okay, the, what happened was the score ended up at um, the final score was 0-0. They didn't play overtime in those days. Right. So, guess what? The three stars, we always were interested in the three stars. Well, I don't have to tell you who got the three stars. It was all three goalies. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Henry, thanks for, thanks for sharing these stories. Were you watching Saturday when the whole David Ayers thing was going on? Uh, With the, Car- the, Carol- the Carolina goalies? Uh, well, no, I, I didn't see that game. I just yeah. watched, I like to watch the Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, I went to the U of A game that night, and then I, I saw the highlights uh, w- when I got home. Well, thanks for sharing those stories. That, yep. That's that's pretty incredible that you you saw those things yeah, firsthand. And, and Guile Fielder, he, he was one of the, my favorite players. I know he didn't play for the Flyers, but, but, boy, he was good. Right on. What do you think of the Oilers this year, Henry? Well, uh I don't know. I, I I keep hoping, but I don't know. It's really, really tight. Yeah. Well, they have the spot right now. They got to hang on to it here. Thanks yeah. for calling in, buddy. I really appreciate those stories. Okay.
That is Henry at 7804960063. Well, that was a nice surprise. Memories of a uh, of a game between the Seattle Totems and the Edmonton Flyers at uh, the Edmonton Gardens. That was really cool. That was awesome. 7804960063. So Zach Cassian suspension is over. He was asked today about getting back on a wing with McDavid. Oh, you give everyone the choice. They don't want to go back with Connor, right? It's, uh, I'm going to play wherever the coach thinks uh, I can help the team and be most successful. I think uh, I don't read too much into that. We're, I'm here to win. Um, I know everyone in that room feels the same way. So whatever lines, combinations he finds and work, uh, we're going to stick with him and roll him. And like I said, we want to be a good team. We want to be a deep team. Um, doesn't matter where I play, and I know everyone feels the same way. Yeah, it, I'm really curious. I, I think if Athanasiu is healthy, that he stays on the line with Ennis and McDavid. I, I got a really interesting text here from uh, from Barry who says, Hey, Reed, I believe that players should not lose their spot due to injury, but Cassian's case is different. Barry goes on to write, It's his, been his own fault that he's not playing because of the suspension. He should return on the Oilers' fourth line. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be on the fourth line. Um, you know, if Yamamoto can play, he's clearly jumping back on with Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. Otherwise, Chase on an Archibald will play there. Um, you know, could you have maybe Shane, Kara, and Cassian as a line? Or maybe Haas, Cassian, and Kara? You know, I, I, would, I would assume Patrick Russell or Grandlin comes out of the lineup with Cassian being activated uh, or being coming back from suspension. We have Brian calling in as well. Brian, you're on with Reed. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. I listen to you all the time. Thank and you. Bob at noon. When I was a kid, I used to go to the gardens all the time because my grandfather was on the ex- exhibition board and I just went in and, and was in the flyers' dressing room all the time. But the goaltender would possibly be uh, Glenn Hall against Kyle Fielder. Oh, you think Glenn Hall was the goalie for the Edmonton team? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it could. I guess it could have been. I, I got to trust people telling the stories because I, I was obviously not attending those games. But you used to go to a lot of those games, eh? Most of them, because my like my granddad was on the exhibition board and he used to take me all the time. Oh, good stuff. Now, do you still follow the Oilers? Of course. What do you think this year? What do you think? What do I think? Well, they have a slight chance. To make the playoffs or to win the Stanley Cup? (laughs) (laughs) To make the playoffs. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling, Brian. I appreciate it, man. Okay. I was going to mention that, that, uh, oh, here, the kid from, the kid from Otasquin was Kyle Fielder's left winger, Belfontaine. Oh, right. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Okay. Right. Well, getting some interesting memories tonight. I did not expect that. That's pretty cool. All right. 780-496-0063, the number to uh, call and to text. Well, uh, Brian said the Oilers have a slight chance to make the playoffs. Zach Cassian feeling much more confident. Yeah, we, we like where we're at. Obviously, uh, it's tight. You can't have a bad week of hockey. Uh, you could slip right over the playoffs. But uh, the moves Kenny made, obviously, watching from afar and the teams on the road. Uh, as a player, you get very excited and... Uh, we all should be very excited. We put ourselves in a, in a position to to play meaningful hockey in March, and um, we added some pieces, some good pieces, and um, 
I know the players. I know I'm very excited. I was excited watching from home, and I, I, the, the city should be very excited as well. All right, a little bit there from Cassian. Full practice for the Oilers tomorrow, so we'll see where he is going to fit in. A reminder that some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down south comfort food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classic Spun with a modern twist. Well, here's a nice surprise. We have a pair of tickets to the Oilers and the Jets game on Saturday. You will have to answer a trivia question live on air with me. So Kellen will line up contestants, 780-496-0063. Jets and Oilers were World Hockey Association rivals. So since we've had a couple of callers go down memory lane, I will ask a WHA-themed question related to the Jets and or Oilers. So I hope that you have knowledge of that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Special time in history. 780-496-0063. Back after the break. up one nothing on the flames after the first period late goal by colton sissons two tickets to see the oilers and the jets on saturday night at rogers place it's uh super split saturdays so the 50 50 will be a little bit more uh going to the person with the winning ticket so here's the question the oilers and the jets played in the last ever world hockey association championship series in 1979 the jets won four games to two what was the name of the championship trophy in the wha kyle go ahead oh i have no idea (laughs) all right sorry buddy we'll (laughs) get you next time scott what was the name of the wha championship trophy uh the avco world trophy that's absolutely correct now have you how do you have such vast hockey knowledge oh i uh I was born way back in that time, in uh, 1991, so... <laughs> oh, really? That's awesome! You were born in 91, but you knew the WHA trophy. Well, I got a good friend named uh, Jeremy from Glendon who uh, feeds me these answers. So. Oh, are you, you're Jeremy's friend? Yeah, sure is. Oh, that is amazing. Well, Jeremy's a frequent uh, texture and sometimes visitor in Studio 99. Well, tell you what, stay on the line, and uh, you're getting the tickets to Saturday, okay, Scott? Right on. Thanks, Reed. There it is. The Avco Cup is indeed the answer to that question. Uh, I want to touch base here with uh, Dave Campbell. He's the producer of this show and uh, kind of lost in the Oilers' trade deadline and their road trip was a very exciting signing for the green and gold. Dave, thanks for sticking around. How are you doing? I am splendid on a beautiful, beautiful Thursday. Well, it's good to talk to you. And a lot of Oilers games in the trade deadline over the last few days. We've been talking a lot of hockey. Pretty significant signing, though, for the Edmonton Eskimos. Really good kick returner. Yeah, Terry Williams, who spent three seasons with the Calgary Stampeders. Uh, He has uh, a career, uh, just over 11 yards on punt returns. 
uh, close to 22 yards on kickoff returns. He has some uh, time and uh, saw some time at running back, not as much time as uh, some other players down there, but he has seven, or sorry, uh, over 700 yards or rushing, five touchdowns, and a guy that is one of the better returners in the league. And I don't think this is a quiet signing. I think this might be a bit of an under-the-radar signing by the Eskimos, but uh, I think Terry Williams comes in as uh, it's hard not to say that he's the lead guy or he's going to be the lead returner going into camp, that it's his job to lose. And I thought that was Kristen Jones because they signed him just before uh, free agency and did some good things last year. But Terry Williams does a lot of good things, and he has been a real thorn in the side of the Eskimos in, in a few games, especially down in Calgary. So I think a really good signing. So you think... Could this push Christian Jones off the roster? Is this competition at camp? What do you think? I think it could be competition at camp. I think it could be the team also saying, I think we're good with what we have, and do we need a Christian Jones to come in? You know, uh, you know, the, the, there's there's always that one or two decisions that teams make. They go, huh, why did you, why, why you sign him in the first place only to release him? But... Plans can change over the offseason. It happens all the time in football. Um, but I, I think when you have a player of the caliber of a Terry Williams, um, it does perks, perk a lot of people's heads up and go, wow, that's a, that's a pretty nice signing. So the Kristen Jones situation will be interesting. They have other returners in camp as well. Jordan Robinson can return. We've seen him a little bit. Um, there's a newcomer out of the NFL that played some a uh, few games in the NFL by the name of J.J. Jones. Uh, he's a receiver. I'm sure he's going to compete. Diego Viamontes, who's their one of their better global players. Um, you know, we're going to maybe see him in camp as well. But Terry Williams, uh, I think he's at the top of the top of that hill for sure. All right. Well, that's exciting because the Eskimos have not had an elite return game for quite a while, as we know. Commissioner Randy Ambrosi came through town. He was on Inside Sports on Monday. He <laughs> talked about his proposed playoff format, which appears to have some traction at least some of it. It sounds like if it does change, they, they won't take it the, the full distance of what was first talked about. But it looks like, e- even for this year, it's it's possible to change is how I understood it. Which is good. I love it. Now, I, I'm with you about let's just have one division. But this is a nice compromise. I'm okay with having divisions and you have a division winner out of the East and out of the West. I'm okay with it. And then you seed three through six by record. I, I'm good with it. Uh, I think it, it would be a hit. It sounds like it's a very popular idea. The one area of the proposed plan, which I think all of us went, oh, I don't know how that would translate or how that's going to go, is having the national television broadcast. And the first team, uh, the, the first overall team in the league, pick your opponent for the semifinal. I think a lot of people cringed at that. So it sounds like that's off the table. You know, Randy Ambrosi is a very good good. Um, very good forward thinker. And I like the fact that he's always trying to see how much he can make this game better. And I also love what he said during uh, your interview with him about when he asked him about the XFL. He says, we know it's there. We understand it's, you know, what it's all about. Um, But our focus is on ourselves. Okay. So I know there's a bit of panic. And I know we had Nick Lewis on a week ago saying, it's been. A, it's a good league, and they're doing some good, innovative things. And there's a few players that 
that were from the CFL going to the XFL. But, you know, I don't think it's a, a, a panic situation. It's interesting. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's like, oh, my goodness, now the XFL is draining our players. Um, but I, I love the back to the format. I love Randy Ambrosi's vision. You know, he's trying to make the league relevant even more. It's relevant, but he's trying to make it more established and a league that is attractive, a league that isn't uh, going to be just an ordinary league, you know, CFL, we, we play it from end of May to end of November. Great. You know, we have nine teams, maybe hopefully 10. No, we want to make it special. He wants to make this memorable and make this kind of a must-see TV and, and, and some, something that gets excited, you know, people get excited about it. Mm-hmm. And we're in business season right now, and he always wants the CFL to be in the headlines in business season. I think this is great. I would be surprised if they push it to 2021 just because it's a bit soon, mm-hmm. but I, I love the concept, uh, and I'm glad, they're kind of park, uh, I'm glad they are parking the, uh, the uh, pick-your-opponent because I don't think that really works in football. I love it. I think it's great. When's training camp? Training two, camp. Two and a half months? Training camp, yeah, it's crazy. Training camp opens May 17th, and the Eskimos oh, nice. play their first preseason game a week later in Winnipeg. So cool. it's, it's not long. We're getting close. It's not We're getting long. Close. It's, it's, it's exciting, and, uh, you know, things are kind of quiet right now, but uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun to see how this team looks in, in training camp and what moves are made from now until then because, you know, I don't think the team is done necessarily, but... Uh, you know the big the big moves are are probably done. We've got the draft coming up at the end of April too. So, you know, there's uh, there's a lot going on right now. Dave, thanks. Thank you. There's Dave Campbell, producer of Inside Sports, our Eskimos analyst here on six thirty. Chad, a little bit on Terry Williams, yeah, exciting kick returner. The Eskimos have not had a consistently good return game since Gizmo Williams played for the franchise. They've had some bursts of good returners. Tompkins in 05. Tristan Jackson had some good games. Are we coming up on six years since they ran a kickback? It's it, it's getting close. Feels like it. Yeah, it's been a long time since they've had a punt return for a touchdown. We are going to school in the next hour of the show. This is awesome. McEwen's hockey goalie, Mark Olivier Digg. He's also the emergency goalie for Oilers games. Scott Edwards, Panda's basketball coach. He's Canada West Coach of the Year. Brody Clark. Golden Bears basketball forward Alex Posnikoff from the Pandas hockey team. Big time of year for you, sports. We will feature some of these athletes and coaches. Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.